Chapter 15 We headed back out into the rain, which was now coming down so hard we might as well have been back in the ocean. It was chaos! Spotlights were shining down from the top of the hotel, sweeping madly here and there. There was the pop-pop-pop of gunfire. There were men in dark suits racing back and forth, guns drawn. There were guys in tuxedos and women in formal gowns, running and tripping and yelling. I heard helicopters chopping the air overhead. And through it all, galumped elephants and rhinoceroses, banging into anything we could bang into. The thunder was rattling windows. The rain was turning everything to mud. And every few seconds, the lightning would flash, and I'd see the entire madhouse scene frozen by the strobe light. It would have been funny if people weren't shooting at us. I targeted the next undamaged bungalow and called to Marco. Hey, knock that door down. I'll come right after you. What door? I can't see that far. Veer left, I instructed. Okay, go, go, go. Left. That was no door. I told you, left. I said, never mind, I'll finish it. I slammed the hole in the wall that Marco had started. This time, it went down easier. Two hits and the wall collapsed inward. Four bullets hit me in the head. I felt them as hammer blows. I backed away from my phalanx of disciplined, determined-looking men. There were three of them. Behind them, looking mystified, was the most important man on earth. I swear, I had to fight down this ridiculous urge to say, It's an honor to meet you, sir. But blood was flowing down my face, and I was feeling dizzy. The bullets had done some damage. I backed up, dragging bits of plaster and pieces of splintered wood with me. I backed up into a soldier sliding down a rope that seemed to drop out of the sky. I could hear the helicopter directly overhead. More ropes coiled down, and more black-uniformed men slid down. These guys were armed to the teeth. It was time to leave. Jake! I yelled into the darkness. Jake! The reinforcements are coming in! Time to bail! Jake yelled to everyone. Everyone, back to the beach! Automatic weapons were firing. I felt my left rear leg catch fire. At least that's what it felt like. I staggered back, and the injured leg almost collapsed. I was hit, and badly. Come on, Marco, let's get out of here. But I didn't even get to see the president, he complained. Marco, this really isn't the time. We turned and crashed back toward the trellises and shrubbery, and out onto the windswept, soggy beach. A human staggered in front of me. He was mud-smeared and ankle-deep in wet sand. And he was furious. Tony, the White House Protocol Chief. Except that we knew Tony had been acquired by Visor 3 as a morph. And judging by the screamingly enraged look on Tony's face, this was Visor 3. For a frozen instant, we locked eyes. He knew what I was. I knew what he was. I guess we can assume the banquet has been cancelled, Visser, I said. Now, let's see how fast you can run. I went for him, but I stumbled. I was in worse shape than I'd realized. 
He scampered back, realizing I couldn't catch him. He bounced up and down with rage, shouting, I won't kill you when I catch you, Wendelite. I will make you beg for death. No time to sit and exchange pleasant conversation. Besides, we weren't even supposed to talk to Yerks. We didn't want them realizing we weren't Andalites. Down the sand, I saw the others, some staggering, some seemingly unhurt. I left Visser 3, ranting and raving, and took off on three good legs. We ran for the water's edge, bullets whizzing after us, and plowed into the surf. I began demorphing instantly, even as I continued to motor out against the waves. Demorphing would save my life. The bullets should drop harmlessly away, but even if they didn't, all the damage they'd done would be repaired. I was giddy. I was going to survive. I was laughing. Laughing at the sheer, insane rush of it all. No weariness now. Just mad, frantic glee at having escaped alive. How will they ever, ever explain that? Tobias wondered. I don't know, I said. But that's one summit meeting no one will forget. Chapter 16 I was demorphing to human as fast as I could. As dangerous as it was, the weather probably saved us at this point. The Coast Guard boat had come in closer, but there was no way it could get right in to shore, not with those waves. I demorphed a human and could feel the injuries fading away, the bullet lead dropping harmlessly to the bottom of the sea. Once again, I was half-drowned by the time I'd made it safely back to Dolphin Morph. But I almost didn't care. The after-action depression was starting to set in. The special brand of wariness that comes when all the adrenaline has begun to wear off. The dolphin's mind rescued me. It was as irresistibly happy as always. The DNA of its instincts was reconstituted, fresh with the morphing. I kicked my gray tail and felt my rubber skin slide easily, confidently through the water. I dove beneath the huffing, chugging Coast Guard cutter and headed out to sea. And that's when it happened. I fired an echolocation burst, a series of fast, ultra-high frequency sound waves. The sound waves traveled through the water and bounced back from anything they hit. It was like sonar, underwater radar. Then I saw in my mind the outline, the shape, the shape that was imprinted in the deepest DNA archives of the dolphin brain. It was long, maybe 20 feet. It was vast, perhaps 10,000 pounds. From its back, a long, almost straight dorsal fin rose. The echolocation did not show color, but I knew that when it got closer, I would see a black and white pattern. Killer whale! I yelled. It was coming toward us. Its speed was incredible. Something that big shouldn't be able to move so fast. It was coming for us, and we were helpless. It was faster, more powerful, far, far more deadly. We were more agile, but I knew one thing for sure. It was killer whales who ate dolphins, not the other way around. I have it on echolocation, Cassie agreed tensely. What is this creature? Axe asked. It's actually a species of dolphin, Cassie said. A close relative of this species we've morphed. Yeah, close relative, I muttered. Like chihuahuas and dobermans are close relatives. 
There's just one, Cassie said. Strange. Why? What's strange? Tobias asked. Just that orcas usually hunt as a pack, Cassie said. Yeah, well, this one is hunting us all by himself, Tobias said. Big as he is, he won't need any help. What do we do? Marco asked. He's just a killer whale, Jake said. We have human intelligence as well. We can't outfight or outrun him. We'll have to outthink him. Head for the Coast Guard boat, Tobias suggested. We'll get beneath it and stay with it. The sound of the screws will keep him away. Good idea, Jake said. We turned sharply and raced for the boat. It wasn't going to be easy. We needed to get beneath a boat that wasn't all that big while it was rising and falling on the waves. Besides, we were air breathers. We had to surface to get air and couldn't hide there forever. But it seemed to make sense, and it probably would have worked. Except for one terrible fact. <laughs> you think the propeller sounds will scare me off? The killer whale said. Nice try! Chapter 17 Six thought-speak voices said the identical word at the same time. David! Yes, David, he said with grim satisfaction. Five little dolphins and one big orca. Let's see how that works out. He still thinks Tobias is dead, I said in private thought speak. He hasn't counted us. Tobias, stay behind us and... Axe interrupted. David doesn't know which of us is Tobias. He's expecting five of us. We are six. The sixth person, the one who conceals his presence, could be any of us. What are you suggesting? Jake asked him. I am wondering, Prince Jake, whether one of us has a morph that could defeat David. I do, Cassie said. Okay then, Axe is right. Cassie, hang back. Get out of range. Good idea, Axe, but don't call me Prince. Yes, Prince Jake. Okay, we need to keep David busy, Jake said. Let's do it, I yelled. I didn't care if David was ten times my size. I hated the creep, but the more sensible parts of my brain could not imagine how I was going to fight him and last more than a few seconds. Not as a dolphin, at least. Even a shark would be helpless. The orca was just too big. Hey, I'm Free Willy, David said with a laugh. Free Willy's hungry. Why don't you tell that joke to Visser 3? I sneered. Maybe he'll arrange for you to die laughing. Ah, uh, Rachel, that's you, right? Psycho Rachel? I'm the psycho? That's good, coming from a certified nutcase like you, David. I'm nuts. Hey, I'm not the one threatening to kill anyone's parents, you crazy witch. There it was, blurted out for all the others to hear. I didn't threaten your parents. I lied. Yeah, you did, he said, and even I could hear the ring of truth. Did you know that, Big Jake? 
Did you know that, Cassie? With all your moralizing? Did you know Rachel threatened to kill my parents? How about you, Andalite? Of course, we know smartmouth Marco would approve. No one said a thing. No one came to my defense. I felt hollow all of a sudden. Like I could feel their silence as a big hole in my insides. Who were they to be judging me? Which of them hadn't done things they were ashamed of? Was I ashamed? Was that what I was saying? No time for that now. David had kicked his tail into overdrive, and he was coming at us like a train. Okay, here's the plan. Whoever he chases, the others come in and nail him. Aim for his eyes. They might be vulnerable. Jake instructed. I was still waiting for him to say something. Like maybe, it's okay, Rachel, no big deal. But nothing. Nothing! I wanted to scream at him! Why did you let me go after David if you didn't think I was going to threaten him? You hypocrite! But there wasn't time for that. Because now, I could see the black and white pattern racing at me, out of the gloom. He was lit up by a flash of lightning. He looked like some weird cross between a cow and a bus. But this creature had a very large mouth, and a lot of teeth. And he was very, very fast. He was aiming straight for Axe. I'm right here, David, I said, and gave a kick with my tail. He veered, changing course, and hurtled toward me. I kicked hard and rocketed straight at him, like I was aiming for his nose. Closer, 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 closer. I turned my flippers and went straight up, 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 skimming past David's blunt snout. Whoosh! Out of the water. Into the rain. Into the rain and lightning. High as I could fly. I hung in midair, looked down as gravity grabbed me again. And right below me, I saw the killer whale's open mouth. Falling! Falling toward that open mouth! No! But David was slipping back too. He hadn't had time to get himself ready. He was slipping back beneath the water, and I was falling toward him. Splash! I hit water, not teeth, and I kicked madly to get speed. Where was David? I couldn't see him. Echolocate, Rachel. Come on, concentrate. I fired a burst. The echo was instantaneous. He was behind me. I jerked left, and the big black and white snout went barreling past. From nowhere, another dolphin appeared. It rammed David's right eye with its beak, then slid down beneath the great monster. Ah! David cried, but he kept his focus on me. I couldn't believe how quickly he turned, how quickly he built up speed to come after me. This was impossible. I was playing tag, and I was it. I rolled over, belly up, reversed course, and slid beneath him, crossing sideways, literally rubbing belly to belly. Then I came up his right side, halfway down his body, back behind the tall, graceful dorsal fin. Now I was out of his sight. As long as I stayed right there with him, move for move, he wouldn't see me, let alone reach me. But David wasn't content to play tag with me. He targeted the next dolphin he saw, and I couldn't match his speed. As his tail blew past, I clamped my jaw down on it. Big mistake. He whipped me up and down, up and down as he kicked, teeth ripped out of my jaw. 
Dazed, I had to let go. Then, he turned and came for me again. I tried to swim, but the whiplash motion had disoriented me. All I saw was a huge, gaping jaw coming right for me, and I knew I could not escape. The orca filled my entire range of vision. So big! So impossibly fast! And then? Well, then I saw what orcas must want to be when they grow up. Not the 20 feet of the killer whale. More like 40 or 50 feet. Not the 4 or 5 tons of the killer whale. More like 50 or 60 tons. Almost extinct. Almost wiped out at one point. But there were still humpback whales in the sea. And one of them was Cassie. Hi David, it's me, Moby Cassie. Cassie said. Why don't you leave my friend Rachel alone? If David had known much about whales, he'd have known that the humpback was almost powerless against him. It had no teeth, just baleen. But I guess there's something about seeing a creature the size of a house coming after you that makes you want to leave the area. David left, but not before calling back to me. Later, Rachel. There'll be another time. Hello, Phantomorphs, and thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs Auditory Experience. As always, this is your host, Daniel, and I don't have any new messages today, and i am uh, been having a bit of a difficult focus day, so let's just wrap this one up uh, right quick. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to reach out uh, about this podcast or just really about anything, I'm, I'm not picky, but if you'd like to reach out, you can reach me uh, through a variety of means. You can do that through Gmail. That's audiomorphscast at gmail.com. You can do it on Tumblr. That's audiomorphscast.tumblr.com. Uh, you can, of course, do it through my website. That's theapodcalypse.com. The Apodcalypse, like Apocalypse, but with the D in the middle. And you can uh, also get to me on Twitter at audiomorphs. That Twitter is also what you need to be looking at if I'm ever late uh, with a show. I will I will be posting why there, or if there's any sort of technical issues. Uh if you use Apple Podcasts and like to leave me a rating review, I sure would appreciate it. Uh, otherwise, um, just keep on doing your thing, rocking out, and uh, I will I will see you all next week. My name is Daniel, and I believe one day the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight. <laughs>